Hey, everybody, this is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. Welcome to the Throne Wrenches Podcast. This is the auto podcast that's buying popcorn for the Elon Vlad arm wrestling match. Uh, over the top, Daryl, over the top. It is, it is. It's like a switch. You just turn your head, you're like a switch. That's an over the top reference, kids. On this episode of Throne Wrenches, submerged Porsches in the Azores. Oh, my. Polestar takes a shot at Tesla. What does Elon think about that? Uh, who's Polestar? I have astronauts to save. And are you feeling gassy? Regular or premium gassy? Hey everybody, thanks for listening and uh, to join in on the fun of the show, just remember you can send us an email at info at throwingwrenches.com and of course, we always love a review on iTunes. Daryl, yeah. not a single flipping review on iTunes this week, okay. but uh, we, we did have some reviews and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little uh, preface to the next episode you're here, guys, because we did sit down with Steve Brown mm-hmm. last week and we recorded two shows, so the show you heard that uh, we talked about our projects and our, and our new car purchases. Oh, uh, we we set that up with another show with Steve, but it wasn't really a newsy show. It was really a show about Steve's ventures, the musket ball, and other other high stake antics out on the highway. <laughs> so we're going to keep that as a separate show. We're going to broadcast that next week, but we want to get back out with some some news because you know, Daryl. The news never sleeps. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And speaking of reviews, just to touch base, I did finally drop some stickers in the mail for the folks who gave us reviews huh. last time. Including Hungry Comic. Hungry Comic. Appreciate you uh, uh, giving us that review. Your stickers are in the mail. So if you want to be cool, we'll gladly give you some stickers. Just uh, leave us a review on Absolutely. iTunes or elsewhere. Or Facebook. I, the, yeah. One of the reviews that we read with the Steve Brown episode, and that's what I was trying to get to, which I, I'm so long-winded sometimes. We read a couple of those reviews on the Steve Brown show. So if you didn't hear a review today, you're going to hear it on the next episode, okay? And Hungry Comic, I mean, honestly, if you're going to call yourself Hungry Comic, yeah. you got to send us like a stand-up set, right? <laughs> like a little uh, demo reel or something? I think I'm going to Google the guy and see or gal and see uh, you know, what I can get. Because I was really looking for – today, I was looking for – clips of like Rodney Dangerfield like gas prices are so high how high are they I couldn't find any jokes like that from the 70s or 80s of no. somebody saying how high are, you know how high are gas but which anyway. you think you would especially with all the ups and downs unfortunately that it all just came up with Ukraine stuff and there was no jokes in the Ukraine footage not funny no not exactly funny. if you don't know my co-host Daryl Scott this summer you might find my co-host riding on the freeway of love playing some Aretha Franklin from his Cadillac it's not pink <laughs> I'm not even sure it's road ready, but you can sure he has a plan, or he and Sarah will be sitting in the garage in the Cadillac, holding hands and dreaming of the perfect road trip. There you go. It could happen. Either way. Love it. Love it. No, it's not roadworthy, but, you know, someday. Riding on the freeway of love in a pink Cadillac. (laughs) 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 Gotta get that electronic bass in there. Thank you. Uh, Okay, for those who don't know, my co-host, you know, he's got... Big time summer vibes. He's opened up an Exxon credit card. He's bought himself a Gin Blossom CD. He's got a brand new Izod shirt. You know the one with the little crocodile on it. And he's got some Oakley frog skins. You guys remember those Ooh, glasses, yeah. right? Those are cool. You had the blades of the frogs in Bixby Ice Center. That's right. Um, so he's actually got all this to go with his latest drop top classic Celica purchase. That's right. He's got another one. Because he's collecting them all, like matchboxes. Uh, will Angela let him eat or drink in the brand new car while he heads to San Jose, if he knows the way? The big gulp to my 7-Eleven nachos 
It's Mr. Eric Stahl. Do you know the way to San Jose? I've been away so long. This turned into a karaoke yeah, show. Yeah, it did anyway. So, and uh, so I, long. we had an intro for Steve Brown, but Steve's not here, so Steve doesn't get the intro. Hey, let's get to the sponsors before they cancel us, Daryl. It might have just happened. Yeah, Fort's Toyota Pekin, they are a small hometown Toyota store in North Pekin, Illinois. They're in the Tri County area. Tri County, what is that? Woodford, Taswell, and Peoria counties, right there in the middle. They're 15 minutes from anywhere in the Tri County area, and that's where you'll find at Toyota Pekin.com. You'll find their new inventory. And you used inventory of certified Toyotas, new Toyotas, and with the AutoSmart, they have some nice pre-owned vehicles as well. Disclaimer, Daryl, mm. I work at Fort's Toyota Pekin. Do you? And uh, we are tuning up for the autocross season this year. Oh, that's right. First event coming up in April, so you'll see that Fort Supra out there racing because they sponsor local racing. How so, about that? And they also sponsor the Cars and Coffee. So we do appreciate the fact that Fort sponsors this show, but they also appreciate all the local activities and the automotive theme. So. Great place. Check them out. www.toyota-beacon.com. And the coffee in the waiting room? Dude, pretty banging, good. isn't it? You got a new machine there. It's possibly the best coffee <laughs> machine in Central Illinois. It's, it's touchscreen. You can bleep bloop all kinds of different flavors. I had a cappuccino today. Did you? I did. I, I should have had like 12 when I was there. Uh, anyways, uh, we'd like to say thank you to, of course, Forts and also to the Casey Law Office. That's right, boys and girls. They're a proud sponsor of Throwing Wrenches Podcast, and they have been since de numero uno. They specialize in consumer law, automotive purchases, repair, home purchases, and repair all the kinds of consumer representation against fraudulent business practices that you would need on your side. That's right. Visit clomorton.com for more information and give Gabe Casey a call. Remember, consultation's free. You can talk about how he can represent you if that uh, is something that might work for you. They can get you with the results you deserve, and he's also a pretty swell guy. Casey Law Office, clomorton.com. He also uh, runs the Arena Esports at Morton. Oh, yeah, so, uh, so, you know, there's always that. You know, if you find the kids needing something to do on one of those days when maybe it's raining outside, because the sun is coming out, but guess what? Kids don't want to play in the sun anymore, Daryl. No, they don't want to be outside. <laughs> they want to go into the arena and they want to play head to head and they want to play in the new Forza, which has a new TRD Pro 4 runner drive around in it. So, did stop. you try that out? No, but I watched some videos and I thought about going by Gabe's, but then I looked at his little, his new little Volkswagen. I'm like, mm, I wish I had the Volkswagen I drove away. It's all right. It's all right. We okay. should do a day there. We should do a day where we just play Forza and just crash into stuff. Let's just let's just do a day, Daryl. Let's just do let's it. Just a guy day. Let's just take a day off and yeah. get manis and petties. Just kidding. We'd get right. donuts and beer. If you want to hear all about my trials and tribulations at the Roanoke DMV, I suggest you become a Patreon <laughs> member, everybody. The last hour uh, before this show, Daryl and I, we rapped casually about things like Toby McGuire in his abs. And we also talked about Mary at the Roanoke uh, DMV. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, my wife almost cried. I didn't get my real ID. And uh, there was an old man who went ahead of me. And that was the best thing that happened to me that whole day. So it was fun. Patreon members get all kinds of cool content, and they're going to get a cool, cool item sent to them. So if you're not a Patreon member, oh, yeah. you can subscribe here pretty quick, and we'll still get you on that freebie list. Remember, uh, Throwing Wrenches on Patreon. Very and there's a link cool. on our homepage. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice pink. It's pretty pink link. Anyways, um, so where are we at now? Projects? We're, so we're going to skip the feedback because the feedback is on the Steve Brown Show. We got to read the reviews. Oh, that's right. The that's Just right. Plain Fun and the guy who doesn't uh, – 
uh, just guy, believe in and, Apple in products. Iselton, the guy in Iselton, yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, and thanks for commenting. Uh, and remember, share this show everywhere. Share on Instagram. Share it on – I don't care where you share it. LinkedIn, Twitter. Where, where else? Uh, the TikTok, Daryl. How's the TikTok activities going? I'm, I'm actually getting I'm, – I'm getting used to it. How many, how many followers you got? <laughs> like five. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. It'll be, it's going to be five million one day. <laughs> Just you wait. You monetizing it? No, no. No. I did get a copyright claim on a YouTube oh, channel though. Oh, oh, and it says like you cannot monetize this. It was actually the walk around video. Did you have a song going in the background? Yeah, it was a. It was like a, a Steve Winwood royalty free. Think about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was off the uh, Higher Love album. No, actually, it was. Um, it was the Toyota Century walk around I did up at St. Charles Toyota. Yeah. In the showroom, and I had like some royalty-free thing. I, I swear it was from YouTube, and I clicked it and added it as like soundtrack, like a nice bed level, right? Yeah. And it's like copyright claim. You cannot monetize this clip. And I looked at it, and it's like copyright claim was like some dude who wrote this song, like Misty Mountain Hop by Peter whatever. And I'm like, you jerk face. So I went and added a different like free song. Yeah. And it's like we'll consider this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like huge. So if I Can't go to win. jail, yeah. All right. it's well. because of that stupid video well, song. Maybe you'll have to leverage an old car or something against your bail. Probably. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the section of the show projects where Daryl and I talk about things we have going on in the garage, and we've had plenty going on in the garage. If you listen to the last episode, you know both of us drug home old cars. I drove mine. Daryl chose to have his towed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mine drives so yeah, better. Runs and Winning. Whatever. Yeah. Mine will be a Cars and Coffee this year. We years. Wah, wah. All right. So my project, I'm just going to hop right in here. So I had the DMV nightmare. I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, my, <laughs> you really did. Yeah. That story sucked. <laughs> I feel bad for you. My wife started to almost cry. Uh, I was just like, and I don't know. I, I felt like, you know, maybe she was taking it too personally. But uh, the problem is, I'm going to tell you this. If you go into the DMV on a Saturday and you bring in a manila folder and you have like seven things to do. Yeah, they're not, they're not happy no, with you. No, you're probably asking for abuse. <laughs> and then, I mean, and then when you go to a foreign DMV, like we went to Roanoke, which we've never been to the Roanoke DMV ever. Why would you do that? We've been to Pekin. We've been to Lincoln. Why would we go to Roanoke and assume that it's going to be better because it's in a small town? You know, when I was a kid, you'd go to, you'd go to Farmer City, not Farmer City, Gibson City. Because you were too scared to take the driving test in Pontiac, but you still kind of knew it, so that's why you went there. I've never been to Roanoke in my life. Neither had my wife. I mean, we've driven through the town, but never been to the yeah. DMV. So for us to casually assume that because it's Roanoke, it must be a small town, it must be better. They'll take care of you. That is flawed logic, people. I'm telling you, do not use that logic. Go to where you know and, and go to where you anticipate what's going to happen. Because what happened for us was a nightmare. I mean, it literally, it, it, I almost got out my phone and wrote a bad review, which I don't do. I don't write bad reviews, Daryl. That would be awesome if you could do that for uh, the DMV. DMV? Well, they yeah. don't care. And as a matter of fact, they might put you on some kind of a hit list with the, you know, the state police. So, oh, you know. This person wants a yeah. sticker renewal? Yeah, Mary's mm. husband might have been like the director of, you know, of IT for the state police. And next thing you know, declined. Yeah. <laughs> I did get a ticket in the mail from the Chicago uh, tollway service here recently. Oh, they've got their different – it's a different thing. But I think she might have had something to do with it. She might I had, some I, strings. Yeah. <laughs> made some phone calls. <laughs> Uh, so other projects we got going on besides having nightmares about the Roanoke DMV and Mary. Sorry, did I mention her name is Mary? At the yeah, Roanoke I think, DMV? I think you okay. said it was Mary. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I think well the brake lines blew on the Tacoma. I think I mentioned that last fall when my son was driving it out in the pasture. Oh yeah, and, and, and I think it your rained. Fam- your famous last words were, "I'll put it in the shed and I'll deal with it in the spring." <laughs> So is this hey, is this the spring? Well, it's spring. Yeah, apparently it's spring. Okay. The doors are open, and guess what? The Tacoma. I had to drive it back to the store with no brake line. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. I live 13 miles from the store, and uh-huh. so the conversation was, 
It's five uh, speed, right? Yeah, it's five speed. Okay, so do, you want, do, you, do you want to tow it? I'm like, I think I can drive it. And so Angela's like, well, do you want to take the back roads? I'm like, oh, hell no. She's like, well, why not? I'm like, no, there's more stops. I said, we get, I can get on That's the interstate. true. I can get on the interstate and pretty much 80% <laughs> of the drive will be on the interstate. So yeah. uh, I didn't have to stop coming off of – you know, from <laughs> I literally rolled out of our driveway without having to stop. Got down to uh, Fifth Avenue and Morton. Didn't have to stop. Almost had to stop, turn on to Broadway, but I think I made that one. Then I got and then just ramped right on the interstate. Right. At that point, just just set the cruise, <laughs> sixty five miles an hour, and just cruising. Yeah, no brakes. If somebody were to you know to lock up in front of me, I'd probably be screwed. But I just kept it cool, kept it casual. Drove all the way to North Peak, and, and that off ramp is super long. So I, I mean, oh, yeah, it fourth, is. Yeah. third, second, mm-hmm. and then first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and rode all the way down. And then it, there's a, like a little bit of a gravity going back up towards the uh, – to Route 29. So the even in first gear, I almost tapered off to almost a dead stop. So I barely had to press the brakes, <laughs> which locked up like instantly. When you have no fluid, you just like – And so I sat there and sat there and then I got out. The problem became in front of the store. So you're by that point, you're what? A quarter mile from the store? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, so I'm, not far. I'm, I'm literally in, in the last legs of the whole journey, <laughs> but this is the worst part. There's three stoplights. There's a lot of traffic. And it's f- six lanes, right? Is yeah. Three lanes, three, three lanes each way. Okay. Yeah. A lot going on. And uh, so I get through the first stoplight. I'm like, I'll never make the second stoplight. Jesus. I, <laughs> I made the second stoplight. And I'm like, I'm never going to make the third stoplight. And I. I, yeah, is that what? Well, no, because I stopped. No, yeah, the, the second, the sec, yeah, by the, the McDonald's, I didn't think I'd make it at all. There's no way I'm going to make that second stoplight, yeah, yeah. but I did. And I'm like, crap, I'm carrying too much momentum. I did not want to have this much speed. I would rather stopped right there and then turned in the little jog there to the left. So I kept going straight. Well, now I got to turn left in the center lane. So it's five lanes at this point. And, <laughs> and I turn into the middle lane, and there's cars coming up. The other way, There's a fair amount of traffic, a fair amount of traffic, and I have to come to a stop. And I grind, I grind first so hard the wheels hop on the road, and people are standing in front of the store, like turn and look because they hear the, yeah, they, like, you know, what's what's going on out front? Yeah, yeah. does e brake uh, not work? No, e brakes trash. Sweet, okay, cool. <laughs> sounds sounds and like so my then kind of guy. at that point I still need to brake. I'd slid about ten feet past the entrance of the store, and there were still cars coming. Like oh god, so I hammered the brakes, and when you hammer the brakes. Like I said, with no fluid, just just came to a screeching halt, yeah. and uh, and I pulled her back into the store, and everything worked fine. So she's she's sitting there right now. We got I went to O'Reilly today to buy a flange tool, dude. O'Reilly mm-hmm. did did their prices like double overnight? It depends. It depends. Their it was tool, ri- it was ridiculous. For Every, what their tool? Yeah, a flange tool. There was like ridiculous. I, as a matter of fact, when I looked up, <laughs> I'm standing at O'Reilly's and I'm looking up the the prices of like tools. It's like. It's almost like there was a geofence around O'Reilly that uh, that Harbor Freight knew. Right. Yeah, a pop-up ad for Harbor Freight pops up, like, need a discount on tools? I'm like, man, how'd they do that? Because mm-hmm. I typed in flange, you know, break. Flaring tool. Yeah. Flaring tool. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a set you could have used. Oh, well, we have one at the store, as it turns out, because everybody's like, one guy said it was broken, so that's why I went down to O'Reilly. And then uh, when I get down to O'Reilly, the other guy goes, we got when I fixed it. The wing nuts are broken, so we put it up. What I did break. I've broken wing nuts on them, trying to tighten them down. For yeah. some reason, whatever they make that pot metal crap out yeah, of, yeah. I've I've had to replace. So that's the whole thing. Everybody's yeah. like, "No, get rid of those wing nuts." Everybody's like, "Oh, that's a lot better than Brian." And they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm glad I wasted a half an hour down there, you it's know, at O'Reilly." But I'm gonna tell you this: I was witness and privy to possibly the worst parts clerk ever 
in the history part. This guy dropped f bombs left and right while really? talking to a customer. Oh yeah, yeah. Just he's like, if your wife messes up them them effing rotors, you know, we're not going to take care of these pads. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, yeah, this is awesome. Maybe I, and the guy wasn't Thanks, swearing back. He was like a little old man. He's like, well, I'll take care of these pads. I'll get the ceramics. It's yeah, like, well, you better do it for she f's up the rotors. I'm like. Wow. Great. Yeah. No filter. Is, yeah. Hashtag like, no yeah, filter. Yeah. But anyway, that's, uh, but they're saving money. In Pekin? Yeah. Right is down it? there uh, by the bridge. Oh, okay. Next, okay. next to Hardee's. Next yeah. to Hardee's. Yeah, exactly. That's my bearings. I know where the Hardee's. I know where they get biscuits. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the auto parts store is. And then the last project I'd work on, this is probably the most dramatic project I had going on. My wife bought a wagon for the tractor to, to like haul manure out of the, the oh, horse yeah. barn. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. she... She likes to load it up with lots and lots of weight. Well, sure enough, it, it always gives up because she doesn't check the air in the tires. Next thing you know, she's driving around. And what happened was she was driving it so flat, it ripped the valve stem off the tube. Oops. Yeah. And I'm like, how would you do that? I mean, that didn't seem possible. I'm like, oh, I see what happened here. Just, ran cr- flat. just crushed it. Yeah. yeah. So I watched YouTube video, a little bit of soap, just kind of leverage the, the, the little utility wheel off the little utility wheel and uh yeah how big how big of the rim uh probably what 12 or 14 inches probably taller i don't know good size not, not very big but uh you want to talk about a nightmare my guys in the shop use their cat paws and their little their little uh, tools to try and get this this rubber off there couldn't do it yeah and i was i was gonna give them 20 bucks I'm like here's 20 bucks you know to take care of this like nobody could do it and it sat there in the shop for like three months i went to farm <laughs> fleet and i bought a tube for it you know, thinking yeah. this would be easy. Pro- I thought I could do it too because I thought I just put a little soap on there, so it'll get a little sideways, slide right off. Oh yeah, no way, not going to happen. So finally, my wife goes, "I want the wagon, so I can start." You know, she wants a truck done. It's spring, yeah, right? yeah exactly. There, she wants a truck done working. for spring. She wants a wagon done so to get the manure going. I finally gave up and I went to Farm Fleet last week, and I said, "Okay, I just need to. I bought this tube from you guys, but can you get this on there?" Like, oh yeah, that's fine. That's fine. When do you get done? I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, we'll be done tomorrow. I'm like, that's fine. And so I go to pick it up the other day. Five dollars and sixty-five cents is what they charge me. Seriously? So I don't understand why I went through all the brain cell damage. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a similar experience trying to replace tires and actually inner tube on the uh, the riding mower yeah. when I first got it. It was my first riding mower. Neighbor gave it to me, got it running. I've been using it for about three years now. It's great. But one of the front tubes was bad, and I, I same thing. I was out there. Fiddle farting around for way too long, hurt myself. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure the guy was watching me across the way, like, look at this idiot. Um, I got it replaced, and then like two weeks later, the other side went, and I said, forget it. And I went on Amazon and I bought two new riding mower tires with a bearing, everything in it, mounted with new tubes on oh, new rims. So you just just screwed them on. They're Fifty done. bucks yeah. done. Um, and I'm like, she's like, that's a lot of money. Our tubes like ten bucks. I'm like. Yeah, I'm not ever putting that on ever again, <laughs> ever. It's so wasteful, though, when you think about because you can buy whole wheels at Tractor Supply all days long. I see Menards too. Yeah, for Menards. cheaper than a tire, and it's just they're straight from China and they're garbage, like the two right. that she destroyed on the uh, first wagon. I love that too. When you get them, like the new inner tubes from China, where they yeah. just stink. Like you get them, and the back of your car smells for two weeks. You're like, what the heck is off gassing? It's whatever horrible rubber human, they're making. Human flesh, probably. It probably yeah. is. So, oh, so, good luck. I hope she's able to. Use the wagon. Yeah, the wagon's fixed up, and and I was fortunate after the three months that I had it sitting at the dealership, I found the cotter pin that held the wheel back on with the washer because I was just sure when I finally got the wheel and I tacked it back on there, I'm like, oh, God, where's those washers and that cotter pin? Uh Uh-oh. But they were still on the edge of the tool tool bench in my garage. Thank God. Thank God a raccoon or something hadn't, like, knocked him off and, like, picked (laughs) his teeth with it. Made a nest with it. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's great. So, well, yeah, so that's been enough adventures in the stall household lately. How about you? Uh, just you know, just a couple things. Not not a lot going on. Just washing cars. Just washing some at the car wash. Washing garbage off my old car. So yeah, uh, as you heard in the last episode with Steve Brown, we talked a little bit about our newest purchases. Um, ours being a '55 Cadillac Fleetwood uh, that doesn't run. But um, <laughs> when I picked it up. And I got some pictures and stuff. I think we shared it on our Facebook page and whatnot. Um, Steve Brown, the lovely Steve Brown, actually came over and helped wash the thing and and, uh, hit it with a foam cannon and pressure washer and made it actually look a whole heck of a lot better than it was. It's probably the most disgusting car I've ever seen. Um, But then I started moving on to the mechanics and I wanted to see if the motor was frozen or not. When I bought it, um, the guy who was the – Long story short, the guy who was kind of the caretaker of it for a while. <laughs> was there a caretaker? Someone, not really. Um, he said, yeah, the motor's frozen in it. We tried we tried to turn it over. It doesn't turn. Was this the city employee? Public works guy, okay. yeah. Who might have had an interest in the car? No, different guy. Okay. It was the, he retired. It was the guy who replaced him. Uh, but he's like, yeah, the thing's the, the, supposedly the motor's frozen. And I just knew by the rest of the car and by just a couple messes with – nobody's touched this thing. If the motor's frozen – it's, it might not be frozen for long. I figured I'd pop the plugs out of it, uh, pickle the motor a little bit, soak some cylinders down, and maybe after a couple of weeks see if I can get the thing to turn. So I did that. I hit the whole thing with PB Blaster, uh, let the plug soak for a while because I don't know what break a plug off in the head. That's even worse. Um, and to get the th- – everybody complains about how tight modern engine bays are. And they look at old cars like, oh, you got all this room here. You can like sit in there and work. You can climb in there. You can't. Anything with – especially in mid-50s with any kind of accessory drive. Like this thing's got power steering, power brakes, a hydro boost. <laughs> They're all it's like got, small air conditioners, right? They are. Every module is like gigantic. Everything's driven off the motor. Everything's on the accessory drive. It's got three belts on it. And actually it's a it's an air-conditioned car. So it's got the giant um, <laughs> frigid air compressor. That it's, looks, it's impressive, honestly. It it's looks like something – Jetsons. Yeah, it looks like something that would power like a walk-in cooler at a bar. It's yeah. that big of a compressor. And the thing's hanging off there. Well, you can't get to the, some of the, the plugs until you take the generator. Oh. No, you got to take take the generator and some of the wiring harness out and stuff. Is the engine at a tilt or a slant or no? And that car is actually pushed fairly close to the firewall. It's kind of weird. I don't know if they did it for weight distribution. Well, probably for all those accessories at the front. Probably. So it's kind of weird. So I actually wound up taking off a good chunk of those in the front. Oh, God. Um, I think the air conditioning is still charged. I think so, it's still got Freon in it. So the bolts, they come off freely? I mean – I soaked the crap out of them and then I hit it with impact. I tightened it, just a couple zaps to tighten it and then backed it off and it broke them all loose. I was in there with a wire brush on the generator um, where the posts are, where all the, the, the wiring connections are. Um, one of them was pretty bad. I'm going to replace it because it's off. I'm going to go through the generator – or just maybe drop it at Quick Start because I'm lazy. But um, Quick Start is our local rewiring or re, what do you want to call it? They rebuild yeah, like, anything with copper. They'll they'll respin it. Auto electrical manufacture remanufacture or something like that. They do great work. Um, but bottom line is, I, I was able to get all that stuff out. Got all the plugs out. They're original AC forty four plugs. So they were probably replaced at some point. But the, the electrodes were still clean on. Everything was good. The car was either recently tuned up before it got parked. In eighty eight, eighty nine, or they just took a care of it. That's when I graduated high school. I know, right? I'm thinking back, like <laughs> I was in like fifth grade. It's crazy. Wow. But um, while those were all out, I soaked everything down. I shot the cylinders full of PB Blaster, and then I had some old, like a half half quart of ten thirty laying around, and I just filled the cylinders up with that for a day. Came out the next day, and I said, you know, I'm just going to try this. Well, I with the frozen water pump. 
I'm like, I'm going to take the belts off. I'm going to pull the water pump and I'll just, I'll just see if the crank turns. I put a breaker bar with a three quarter inch um, socket on it. And I just leaned out a little bit and the thing goes, it turns over and I hear compression. I hear the valves making noise and I hear a little bit of coming out because I left the plugs loose. Okay. So the thing's making compression, everything's spinning, and I made two revolutions with it. So a water pump on an old car like that, I'm used to them being married to the front of the block. Mm-hmm. Is it like a separate unit with hoses on it on a car like that, or how does that work? It is. This one's a little weirder because it kind of like basically came out with their overhead valve V8 in 49. And from 49 until the early 60s, they really didn't change the design too much. Very primitive, but it's – it's a big cast iron piece and actually has four outlets. So you've got a, a top and a bottom. And then you have the where the thermostat – the thermostat doesn't sit on the intake. It actually sits on the water pump. So it's got this big plate with a thermostat outlet uh, on it. So there's a lot of gaskets, a lot of bolts. There's eight bolts that hold it to the block. Oh boy. So I soak that down hoping that it's not going to break off in a block because then I'll be screwed. But um, bottom line is the – the water pump that's on the car was – it's a 56 casting. So I'm geeking out about casting numbers and everything. And it has a little yellow dot. Like I think it was probably a reman or a junkyard piece that they put on at some point. <clears throat> and it's so tight that I couldn't get the impeller to turn at all. I put like a um, uh, like a pry bar on it and tried to see if I could get it to spin. It's frozen. So there's no way that thing would have turned. And I think they probably – if they were doing it right, they would have tried to put something on the crank and got to it. But yeah. it's so tight in there. You have to take basically the water pump. The, I took the radiator out. You have to take all that out to get clearance to, to crank the thing over manually. So I needed to do that anyways. But now that that's a part, water pump's coming off. Uh, I'll do new belts. I'll pull the starter. I'll pull the gen. Get those cleaned up. So you can't say coming off. Rebuilding it or getting a new one? I actually have a, re- a rebuilt one. on. I found it on eBay because uh, they reproduce them. You can buy a Chinese-made reproduction one because a lot of the hot rod guys run those old caddy motors. And- I'd feel dirty. Well, that's just it. It's like the rest of the car hasn't been touched. It's all AC parts. And for two I would s- never put a Chinese part on my Toyota, Daryl. No, no, I wouldn't do it. Um, feel free to if that's your thing. But um, for 266 bucks, you can get a new one. Um, I got a remanufactured NOS one for 150 plus 66 bucks plus tax. It's basically not bad. about the same. It's about 260. Dude, that's a lot of metal for that kind of money, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, and when you think about it too, anything you buy on that car is huge and it's got to be shipped. <laughs> that's the thing that's going to kill me. Yeah. Um, although somebody did send me a, a, thing, a link. It's like, hey, here's one in uh, – it's like up north in the Chicago area, like a parts car. I'm like, I'm not buying a parts car. That, for my you need car. to. I almost need to. Yeah. So I anyways. Think, I think Sarah would understand because she was so gung-ho on this project. She was. Actually, she's pretty excited. But uh, I think she'll be more excited when it runs and it's not gross. So. <laughs> but it's getting there. I'm actually I'm, – I'm in a really good spot and I'm really excited. That means hopefully the rest of the motor is going to be decent. I can actually st- get the thing running. Yeah. Um, you know, If there's some catastrophic failure after that, whatever. But at least I know that it's not frozen solid. So. Daryl's done a really good job of putting videos on our Facebook page and maybe on YouTube too. I don't know. Yep. And yep. Uh, so watch, watch the foam cannon. Watch him and Steve run around and uh, watch Daryl in his Tyvek suit. And uh, we talked about that in the pre-show, too. Fat gotta be a, in a little suit. you got to be a Patreon subscriber to get that story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, just, or just go to the Facebook page and look at the pictures. They'll <laughs> explain themselves. And you're selling something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, so I, do, do we have a – you know what we should have now on the show? This is brilliant. We have hundreds and hundreds of listeners. Yeah. We need to now have a marketplace. <laughs> we should. And you and I can just sell our, sell our garbage. 
<laughs> Our listeners could sell their Radio garbage. Tradio. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a new feature. All right. I got a 97 Celica. <laughs> Put that on the market. <laughs> I got Don from San Diego calling in. Right. What do you give me for that? I'll take a rooftop tent. Okay. It sounds good. Actually, that would be fun. We would barter. Yeah. I'd barter uh, for yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd sell anything. You so want I'd, a kid? I'll, you know, whatever. Kidney? Kidney? Kid? 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 <laughs> kid? Get a kidney or a kid. <laughs> You ever see those people though? They're like willing to trade for like the most obscure stuff. Yeah, you know, like here's a like I don't know, Jayco pop up trailer. You know, two grand or willing to trade for like uh, GI Joe figurines uh, from the eighties. Pallet of siding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does no? Is there somebody out there who's going to call like, oh, I've got just the trade for you? Exactly. I'm the guy. <laughs> Need a storm door? Uh, what? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. I always think of building materials because that's the kind of stuff I have laying around my garage that I could you know, parlay. You know, Free pallets. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Daryl. You ready to move on to the first segment of the show? Let's do it. What's our segment? Twism this week in social media. And uh, boy, I think there was supposed to be a big launch announcement. It wasn't Jeff and it wasn't William Shatner. What's going on, Daryl? Well, everyone's – I want to say America's sweetheart, Pete Con- Davidson. Yeah, Kanye's a big fan. <laughs> um, Pete Davidson, who's making the rounds everywhere these days. Apparently, he's headed to space, Eric. Famous for being famous. That's right. He's going to go on the next Blue Origin adventure. Saturday Night Live stars among six passengers on the next launch of Jeff Bezos' space travel venture, Blue Origin. Bezos. Uh, Launch was scheduled for March 23rd. Davidson will be the third celebrity on a Blue Origin flight. Remember? Who's the first? uh, Well, Shatner was the big one, That's one. Who was the first one? I mean, I assume Shatner was number two. Is Jeff count himself as a celebrity? <laughs> as you know. Uh, they're going to be blasting off here. We'll, the- have, to, we'll have to do the uh, mighty Throne Wrenches fact checkers. will be busy working on this. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to do the 66-mile jaunt above Earth, 10 minutes, yada, yada, yada. Um, other passengers on the upcoming flight are CEO and investor Marty Allen. You know him. No, Comedian? I, I don't no. know. Steve Allen. Uh, Sharon and Mark Hagel, teacher. Oh, the Hagels. Yeah, everybody yeah. loves the Hagels. Yeah, they're, they're great. They live right next door. Uh, teacher and entrepreneur Jim Kitchen. Old and Jimmy Kitchen. Don't know him. George Neild. Neild? Yeah, Neild. Uh, Neild boys. Former NASA engineer who worked to promote commercial space flight. Is this like the I'm a celebrity, get me out of here? <laughs> totally. Get me out of here. Yeah, blow like, me up. You know, and, then, and then Jeff does like a chest bump and jumps up. That's that's why he wanted that's why he wanted Davidson there, you know, because he knew David. He, he could do like a bro hug when he gets off. Yeah, you know, yeah. Shatner was too busy talking about being profound and all that stuff. And Jeff's like, Oh, let's get the champagne out and get the you know get yeah. the wives out here and Shatner's crying. Get Pete the white Davidson. T-shirts out. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, Pete Davidson's like, ah, Staten Island forever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So you remember when you actually had to have Eric a years worth of specialized training? Like you had to pass a background check, maybe like some fitness exams. And you had, had a, John Glenn when he went into space. It was like a big deal because he was he was old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a but they still a made him deal. pass some tests, right? They still made him. <laughs> he had to be fit for duty, right? Yeah. I kind of miss those days. Like I think Blue Origin. And no offense, no disrespect to our friends listening in South Carolina, but I think Blue Origin is like the Myrtle Beach boardwalk of space travel. You know, like Pete's spacesuits probably should just be – it's not going to be one of those big orange suits that we remember seeing on like the Columbia Days, yeah. right, or Discovery, right? It's going to be an airbrushed sweatshirt yeah. with like <laughs> Kim's face on yeah. it. Step right up for the Angels flight with Jeffrey. Um, do you guys sell corn dogs <laughs> on the flight? No corn dogs on the flight. How about cotton candy? Yeah. Now, it's Get just out of here, kid. You bother me. So bizarre. The whole thing. The whole thing. And I feel bad because I feel like out of all the rich billionaire space playboys, I feel like Richard Branson and Pete Davidson. We totally got robbed. I think Bezos is not a great 
playboy. No. Yeah, he's not. I mean, no. I mean, if you're going to be ushered into a new world <laughs> and it's going to be glamorous, I mean, you want Hugh Hefner in a robe, right? Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I think you're right. Branson would be the guy. That, I mean, I, I want to go into space with Branson because he's going to because he, he's not going to wait till we get to the ground to have the champagne. No, he's going to have champagne in a tube when we get up there. Like everybody, you know, they'll be flight attendants serving martinis yeah. while you're going in like yeah. zero gravity. And, yeah, in mini skirts. Yeah, hey y'all, love you. you know? with the pink interior. Do you ever fly a Virgin Air? When no, Virgin, I've heard they're awesome. Oh, it was great. Or they were because they're done right. Well, Virgin they, USA is gone, but they still there's still Virgin Global. Okay, but when we flew Virgin USA one time, Virgin America. The whole plane was pink. It was like neon pink on the inside of the cabin. I mean, there's just a look. So sure. I imagine if you were to fly, you know, with him in, in the penis rocket, it would just be maybe, maybe. Never mind. You know, this is a friend, family friendly show, so we won't get too deep into it. But I think the pink color motif could definitely you could take that it to works. the help. Yeah, Bezos is not the uh, the cool ambassador, and and to bring someone on like Pete Davidson shows you're hip and cool, and you're in touch with pop culture, yeah. much like Jeff Bezos is. Wah. I, come on, yeah, yeah. This guy's weirdo. Yeah. Anyway, so that's great. That's uh, that'll be fun. We'll watch that over the next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, there will be a disaster, and people will be like, you know, I was going to do that Blue Origin thing, but uh, wow. I, and I, I'm not trying to wish that on people. No, I'm not either. It's but just the, it's it the, is dangerous. What do you call it? It's the odds, right? You're on a rocket. Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't know. You know, uh, was it Gresham, Chappie, and uh, who were the three guys who died in the uh, the capsule? Mm, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Gus Grissom. Gus, no. Yeah, there was, was three. Gus Grissom. Yeah, some three three guys died in the capsule right there just before they even launch. Yeah. I mean, you look back, space travel is inherently dangerous. It's like auto racing. True. And, uh, it's crazy how they're making this so commercial. So and like funny. Oh, I'm going to go just just to go to space, babe, and then I'll be back on Saturday Night Live. Sorry. We can't talk about death. People get all upset. Hey, Daryl, world news. This world, not out of this world. It's time for the news. All right. USA Today had an article, and it came across my uh, radar here about my car requires premium gas. Can I switch to regular gas to save on high gas prices? And I think this is probably Mm. a legitimate question. Mm -hmm. As somebody who's owned Mercedes in the past where I had to have 91 octane, uh, I've tried in the past maybe to run maybe 87 or 88, and I can tell you the results here in a minute. I was going to read the article in USA Today, but you know what, Daryl? I don't subscribe, and I couldn't get through the paywall. So Paywall. Paywall. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't read the article, but I think it's, it's worthy of a conversation from us. I, so getting back to that 91 Mercedes, yeah, yeah. I could do it. I remember because I think gas was high at the time, so I, I threw a little bit of, of, of lower bucks. grade. Yeah, and uh, – <laughs> Boy, that thing rattled. It was a gas engine, but it rattled like a diesel. It wasn't happy. No, it wasn't. It was kind of funny, and I didn't know if it was a lubrication thing or if the Z-Octane was uh, making the car run more efficiently or what, but it, it did rattle like crazy. I guess if you're rattling like that, it's probably not good for the valves. It's probably not good for everything else, right? No. No, that'd be detonation. That'd be, that'd be when your fuel-air mixture ignites before the piston reaches top dead Ooh, center. Oh, well, thank you. So a lot of times, a lot of the European or sports cars, uh, turbo cars, anything that runs higher compression, they tell you to run premium in it. And the first thing it does – it always is like – uh, the the cars that run premium usually get that when the first owner has it and they really like it. <laughs> and then afterwards, it's like, yeah, let's see what they can do on yeah. 89 and then maybe 87. And if it starts pinging, they may, you might go back. But if it doesn't do much, yeah, maybe you can get away with it. I know there's some cars if, – if anything with forced induction, anything with a turbo or supercharger, you probably don't want to mess with that. Although a lot of the newer cars have like octane sensors and they can actually see what – 
before it's oh you're right yeah before it's fuel, even the, your, like your tundra it has a metering system in it so it's checking for maybe e85 or something like that right yep it measures that fuel density and it tells the ecu okay chucklehead put e85 in this thing we yeah. got to dial the timing and we got to adjust it um and you see the rule of thumb too i think is uh if you want to be cheap or let's just say you got no money and I did this with my Cobra. I had a Cobra for 16 years. And the first few years I had it, I had no money because yeah. I had a Cobra. And so I was doing stuff like, oh, my God, I got to put half tank of gallon of kerosene garbage in it. No. <laughs> and I was I was always cognizant of it. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. It's like nine and a half or 10 to one compression, whatever. Um, keep your foot out of it. Don't drive it like a jerk. And just, as long as you're really not climbing mountains or just beating on it, you're usually okay. Is that what you found with yes. the Benz? So, so as a Tundra owner, uh, I'm thinking right now, just driving home tonight with the 4Runner, uh, I'm literally riding at 70 miles an hour. And I'm watching my fuel economy tick up because I'm being very disciplined. I'm coming to long stops. Sure. I'm coming to long accelerations. I mean, when I get when I climb up that hill on 474 from the dealership, I'm, I, it, it probably takes me twice as long as it did before. And then when I get to 70... Boom! Hitting the cruise, cruise, cruise. I'm just right at seventy, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and I'm still, I'm still fighting to get seventeen miles an hour. But uh, the alternative is getting fourteen and a half or fifteen. Subtle, yeah. subtle changes in your driving style yeah. it really does make it the, the old egg under the pedal. Yeah, it's funny because you go back to all those things that like your parents or your drivers and teacher told you about. Like this is dumb. Yeah, it really does work, and it, it if you're if you're mathematically challenged like me, you don't think back. But if you were mathematically like smart, you'd think back to like the thousands of dollars you would have saved by just not driving like ah, a shirt face. Come on. That's like that's like turning off the light in the bathroom when you go to work, right? Right, exactly. Like thousands of dollars would that have saved me at this point in my life. Was that a thing when you were growing up? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Turn the who's in the room? Nobody? Yeah. Why is a light on? Yeah. And then the parent angrily turns the switch yes, off. Yes, uh, You know, we still get that conversation in my house. <laughs> Sometimes even the adults have it with each other. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, Sarah, Sarah and me, it's, in our household, it's the water. I am a, I'm going to brush the teeth, leave the water running yeah. guy. And she's always, she's like, what are you doing? Dude, our cat is now turning on the sink. I've heard cats do that. Our cat, I come into the bathroom at night and the sink's running. I'm like, <laughs> the cat. Just to get a drink? Yeah, I think it is. It's crazy. It figured out because we got the you know it's just like the, we got the uh, the door. Everybody thinks that door handles that are round were so impractical. So now we got like the little handle ones. Oh yeah, yeah. And so the same thing with our sink. We got instead of round handles, we got we got uh, you know you grab on one so the cat can just swipe at it and make water come out. <laughs> just animal, no, this great. is evolution happening. Unlike what uh, oh, who was the uh, football player day uh, who stuck his Herschel Walker? <laughs> Did you hear that one? Yes. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, How'd your well run dry, Eric? Oh, a funny story about that. Exactly. Now, um, I will tell you, I was trying the neutral thing. I was sliding down the intersections. I posted this on social media this week. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You were serious about that. I am serious because my vehicle holds gear all the way down. So it's an automatic transmission, the 2017 4Runner. And somebody's like, well, it's got an automatic gas cutoff, so you're not using gas. But it is engine braking, and that is that is yep. resistance, and I'm not getting as far of a roll. So I'm putting it in neutral, and I can coast all the way down to the stop sign mm-hmm. it, it, when I get into work every day. And so I sit there, and the other morning, <laughs> I'm sitting there. It's like 10 cars behind me. Of course, if you follow my Instagram at all, you know that I take a picture of the trash at the corner right there in North Pekin every day if I get a chance. And so I took my picture, and I'm sitting there waiting for the stoplight. And, you know, maybe I'm sitting there filtering it because i got a filter. Life without filters is no fun, Daryl. That's what I hear. Yeah, so I filter the picture. And, oh, look, green light. 
mm. oh shoot, what's going on? Mm. I'm like, oh crap. And I'm like, and in a matter of what should be probably 1.25 seconds, my mind is already sure that the person behind me is like freaking out. Right. Everybody, every, everybody's like, oh my God, this guy's not going to let us through the light. So I slammed it into drive real fast and then <laughs> <laughs> do a big neutral drop in the middle of the intersection. And I'm like, I am such a moron. I swear to God. And I'm and the best part about it is I got Fort's Twitter written all over the truck so everybody can know, hey, that's the Fort's Twitter truck acting like a moron over there at the intersection. You just uh, test that, test drive in it. Yeah, right. I got a little trans trouble. I'm just uh, diagnosing. So, but people were saying that since there's a fuel cutoff, I'm not saving any gas, hmm. and that may be true. It maybe the engine does, maybe the fuel pump or you know the injector shut off. But I will tell you, the car rolls, and it doesn't. It, that automatic transmission does not let off. You know, so it holds into third gear or maybe fourth gear. I don't know what it does when you're rolling, but it doesn't go into like a neutral. I, there are some cars that that are like that. My Tundra is like that, where yeah. it, and, and it's almost like a, like you said, engine braking to keep the thing slowed down, yeah. or if, if you're going down a hill. Dude, my old Benz, I, my 190 back in the 80s, mm-hmm. that thing held gear like crazy. Really? Yeah, it was it was insane. I almost thought it was just too much. You'd let off the gas, you'd feel the thing like engine oh. braking all the time. It was yeah, like yeah. constantly tight in gear. Maybe it was normal. It's a German thing. Or it's if you drive like an old. Any old GM or Ford or something like that, you lay off the gas and just it just goes down to idle and just you just keep going. That's uh, not yeah, that's not the way the Toyota works. I'll tell yeah, you that. a little different, a little different. Right. Daryl, did you hear about the uh, the floating ecological disaster out in the uh, Atlantic Ocean, Ocean here recently? <laughs> I did. My new Porsche didn't come in. <laughs> oh no! Well, on February twenty first, there was an article that was in QZ.com. I don't even know what QZ is. It sounds like a girls' magazine it for does. like teenagers. It does. It was probably a lipstick ad right next to it. <laughs> Lithium ion batteries are fueling the fire on a burning cargo ship full of Porsches. And then update, we'll have that after it sinks. Cargo ship, the Felicity Ace, is aflame from bow to stern with lithium-ion battery fire that cannot be put out with water alone. Well, spoiler alert, water did eventually put it out. The fire's been burning since Wednesday the 16th, and the ship ship drifts in the Atlantic Ocean about 200 miles southwest of Portugal's Azores Islands. It's a 22-person crew. They abandoned the ship. It was rescued on Thursday. It left Germany on February 10th. It was headed to the U.S. with 4,000 Porsches, Bentleys, and other luxury cars aboard, and some of those were electric vehicles. It's not clear if the batteries contributed to the fire. Starting in the first place, a greasy rag of lubricant Slicked engine room or a fuel leak or something are usual suspects on a ship fire, but the batteries are keeping the flames aglow. And a forensic investigation will take months to determine. Well, the problem is on March 1st, mm. uh, the ship that caught fire in the Atlantic, yeah. uh, she slid under. The Felicity Ace sank 220 nautical miles off the coast of the Azores about 9 a.m. local time on Tuesday after being battered by waves and leaning at a 45-degree angle on its starboard side, the ship operator said. And that was from Bloomberg. I have said this from the get-go. Hybrid batteries, and this is a perfect scenario right here. If if a hybrid battery, what we had some bolts you couldn't park in the garage. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's any, and we don't even know. Like I said, it could have been a greasy rag in the engine room. Sure. But if you have a hybrid battery fire and it's in proximity to anything else, you could have just taken out a whole ship. Yeah. You you would never want imagine if you were in aviation somebody's like oh yeah hey we're gonna we're gonna transport some electric scooters or something like that you'd be like oh hell no Scary. yeah well what was uh, the Boeing Dreamliner they grounded those things for like a year while they sorted out 
uh, lithium ion fires that were happening in the black box or some sort of cabin equipment. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, it was a big, it was a huge deal because on the test flights they had a bunch of them that just like <laughs> the the lions just caught on fire and, and they're like, and they will not go out. You can't no. just run up with a fire extinguisher and say because they'll they'll melt. I mean, and you have to wonder if you have a fire like that raging that hard. It could have like gone through a layer of steel, right? I mean, uh, is it like burning magnesium or some yeah. other weird metals where it just gets super hot and just keeps melting yeah, through? Because the different- they, you can dump gallons and gallons. I mean, I think there was a, a Tesla on fire a couple of years ago in Denver or something like that. Yeah, didn't they show the fire crew like standing there for like eight hours trying to put it out? Just let it do its thing. What about this? Is me being stupid? What about like halon or something that takes oxygen away? Is that I don't know. Like uh, with equipments like server rooms, like well, you the can big burn magnesium rooms. underwater. That's true. That's true. But there is there is a level of oxygen in water too. I don't know. Science is weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely not something you and I are going to solve. But this it, it is kind of frightening. Now there was an article, and we're not going to share that one today. But I saw Mercedes or something like that was talking about building new hybrid batteries in, in Alabama or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you build the car in Germany, ship it overseas with no battery, and then put the battery in the states. I mean, what are the thoughts on doing stuff like that? I mean, if it's not safe enough to transport on a boat. Why, why is it safe to drive with people and stuff in it? No, I'm talking about just you, you dock it and put the batteries in and when it gets to a coast. I don't know. I know, but it's almost like here's I just think that the, put it all in a wrapper. Putting every putting 4,000 cars in a little wrapper <laughs> and then having the potential for one going off. I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know. It's a lot of money. Did anybody in, in any of the articles talk about the, uh, the street value of everything they burned no, up? Or no. Can you imagine you know, if you'd been on a waiting list for you know a new car mm-hmm. and there's 4,000 Porsches on there? I don't know how many Porsches are made every year. It's not a whole lot. What, 100,000 is like their top-selling model or yeah, something? Yeah, I'd say maybe? like there's some cheaper ones, but let's just say those and Pan, Pan America or the Cayenne probably let's sells 100,000. 100K a piece. Uh, I'm talking about the unit, the quantity of units they sell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So four thousand. I mean, that that's a big supply interruption. Yeah, plus the boat. You know, I I hope I hope insurance treats them well. That's going to be a catastrophic loss. Not to mention, uh, do we know what they're going to do with the boat? Is it going to be like a reef? Are they going to be like letting? It's probably in the middle of the ocean. Well, think about that too. So, I mean, if you if you drove if you drove your forerunner out on the ice covered lake at Crystal Lake, yeah, and it fell through. They would find you every day it was underwater. You betcha. And you got to be thinking that this thing with all these toxic chemicals, of course, you're in international waters. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Yeah, they'd probably just leave it. Yeah. It yeah. probably has no recovery value at that point. I wouldn't think. Although they did just discover what's his name's uh, boat, uh, Shackleton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Off the coast of Antarctica. And they're yeah. like, oh, it's incredible shape. I'm like, that's because nobody. It's so frigid water and like nobody has any business being there. (laughs) Everything's preserved because it's been like in an ice bath for 80, 90 years. This thing, I don't know. What do you do? Ecologically, are they a a danger? I don't know. I I mean we got enough problems as it is with uh, Russia and everything else like that. We probably don't care about this boat. I guess. uh, It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a weird story and I feel bad for for the people that have to deal with uh, (laughs) – you imagine this day and age – um, yes, uh, Mr. Stahl, your your new Porsche Taycan is on its way. It's leaving the port, and yeah. it'll be here in a month. Yeah, deliver. It's it's been built. Yeah. And what it what if you did one of those deals where you flew to flew to Germany and you got to drive the back. car? <laughs> you got to go to the, the Porsche factory, and they let you drive it on the test track, and they're like, okay, we're all good. Give us back the keys. We're going to put on the ship, and we'll meet you back in Peoria, Illinois, so yep. you can have your car. And you get back to Peoria, like, all right, it's great, and then nothing. I mean, maybe that's good. Because if you had any buyer's remorse at all, I'd be like, eh, you know, 
Let the next guy in line have yeah, it. Yeah, I really did spend those tires out there on the track, and now I don't have to do that whole thing again, right? Yeah, I got it out of my system. I don't need a $120,000 Porsche. <laughs> uh, another national news, the NADA posted an article here on their blog. It was about the cost of cars, and we'll just kind of – there was two bullet points that came out here. They just basically said the microchip shortage was uh, sharply – cutting the vehicle production and reduced dealership inventories at 40-year lows while consumer demand remained strong. These market forces drove the average price up by 13% in 2021. Even with such an increase, the average price paid by consumers during 2021 was still below the manufacturer's suggested retail price. I have to imagine that has to be like Hyundai or Kia or somebody. Who's still selling cars less than MSRP to drag down the average? Because I know we're selling everything at MSRP at this point. Mitsubishi we saw. We saw some Mitsubishis yeah. that were like, hey, we're still here. Invoice. Yeah. <laughs> we're dealing. Although it has been more of a thing now. I know the the local Chevy dealer, they've been saying we're selling at, at there, sticker. There are still Chevys all over Denison's lot in Pekin, which blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like – we're empty. We can't get anything. And you guys still got cars. The Ford lot's empty, but the GM lot still got cars. Yeah, ours ours is too. Mostly truck. Mostly Silverados, Suburbans, Tahoes. Yeah, it is the big trucks. Maybe it's gas prices. Uh, the other point they drug up here on this uh, blog post was market forces simultaneously drove up the used car price by 41%. I think everybody knows that that's the case right now. It's impossible to buy a decent used car and steal it, right? Which 41%. has significantly increased the trade-in values. These larger trade-in allowances – more than offset the increase in new car prices. In fact, new car buyers with a trade-in paid an average of $305 less in 2021 than they did back in 2020. Here's the problem we're seeing. Nobody's trading. At all. You know, Illinois repealed the law. There was a law a couple years ago that Pritzker put in that he would only give you a maximum trade-in allowance of $10,000. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But it became so unpopular, amazingly enough, they repealed that law. I I did not know that, but I found that out the other day. Hmm. But realistically, you can still sell your a decently used car for pretty good money in despite of the tax savings. So that's what we're seeing right now. But people that are trading their stuff in, what are they doing? Are they buying new or are they trading it like are they going to the places like we'll buy your car even if you don't buy from us just mm-hmm. to just to cash in, so to speak. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. That's possible. You know, and I I tried the Carvana thing. Was it Carvana? It will give you a price if you go yeah. to the website. So I think we both tried that. Yeah. So <laughs> what did you what did you put? I put the 2014 Prius in there. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And because I got the letter from the dealership saying, "Hey, we want to trade for your Prius." And it was like sixty four hundred dollars. Like sixty four hundred dollars. That's an insult. That's highway rubber. That's high- I wouldn't sell that car for sixty four hundred dollars. <laughs> so I I went to Carvana. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get thirteen thousand for this car. Yeah. Because then I'll buy a brand new Prius. And uh, it'll be you know, for sure. thirty thousand. I'll be you know blah blah right, seventeen thousand. Right. And uh, Carvana sixty five hundred dollars. So two hundred more. Yeah, man, what a drag! Because I keep hearing all these stories about people going to Carvana. Must have better cars than twenty fourteen Priuses, I guess. I think it's regional. Regional, like because my aunt and uncle got um, they got sold their old Prius about the same year, actually, like twenty fifteen, I think. Uh, real clean, real nice uh, white Prius, and. He's like it, they gave us a crazy offer that it was too good to be true, so we just got rid of it. Um, which is funny because I went on Carvana and I did the Tundra just for giggles, Meh. and it was like ridiculous. And that thing's got twenty now; it's got twenty four thousand miles on. So it. So you put my 07 Tundra on there, as you're saying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But mine was ridiculous. I'm like, what is this all about? Like ridiculously high or low? Cheap. Oh, they get, they lowballed me, and I'm you, like, you think maybe they stuffed themselves with the gills with expensive cars, and somebody said, 
It's kind of like the lottery machines at the Illinois. You know, when they when they like they pay out too much, you like tweak a little knob. I think so. so. Carvana's probably like, can we need to tweak this knob back? We don't need so many cars because maybe we overspent. And I think they can do that on the fly. Yeah, it's all web based, so they they don't yeah. have to algorithm. worry about it. It's all in the algorithm. Sure. Or like this region's full of these types of vehicles. Everyone's got four by four trucks. But if you had like a I don't know, a Miata or you had a, you know, a Corvette or something. You'd... But I've also heard horror stories of people from down south like, hey, I'm going to buy a, a nice Tundra or something like that. And they get one and they're in like Arkansas or they're in Louisiana or something. And they get a Tundra from like Pennsylvania that's been on the road that's got salt and rust. <laughs> yeah, sure. And there's some that they don't even inspect. The drivers, when they do the Carvana thing, they're supposed to inspect it. Oh, no. I've heard that. stories. They just literally walk up. Some dude just hands you a check and says, you got two keys? Yeah. I got My buddy who did one, he's like, I only got one. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> just get in the truck and leave. <laughs> Here's your check. Get out of here. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just want one of those flatbeds. I like the flatbeds they got. The little stubby like cab overs with the, the cool little rails in the back. I, so there's – I sent you a picture. There's a Ford behind the Uftering store next to us. Like an old Ford with a flatbed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. I'm like, if you're going to go to autocross, something like that, you could have your car like on the back of one of those. Totally. Of course, you might break down in the way to autocross, but yeah. dude, you look cool all the way you there. Look, you look good while your tow truck's on the tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> I got here, and I look cool. Check it out. Hey, the people who didn't see the tow truck will still think I'm cool mm-hmm. until the next one comes back to get me later on the day. That's right. Daryl, have you ever heard of GMAuthority.com? I have. It's a, it's a, it's quite an interesting website. Being what a, a shocker. Being a GM apologist yeah. as, a, as I am. Yes, you are. Unknown. Uh, here's an article that they picked up, and this is a, kind of a delay. We, 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 of course, watched the Super Bowl. A little what bit. Of, let's go back in time, Daryl. So we go to the Wayback Machine. Remember the Super Bowl? Yeah, I remember too. it. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. So do you guys remember the whole thing with Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem? Oh, okay. yeah. It was cool. It was actually uh, – I, I would say it was pretty entertaining. Not my kind of music, but they really put on a show. It was a good halftime. And it was nice to see uh, you know, a little mix of, of old and new. It wasn't Paul McCartney. <laughs> right. I love Paul McCartney, but I don't think Paul McCartney needs to be at the biggest game in America, does he? No. No. Okay. I think it was, it was a, good, a good show. So anyway, Super Bowl's biggest moment, of course, the halftime show there. Well, it was also Chevrolet's biggest moment. Um, it might not have been the Sopranos-themed <laughs> ad, which was totally weird for that Silverado EV. They had um, – oh, oh, I can't – Meadow, remember it. the daughter. I, I, Jamie Lynn Siegler. But see, I, don't, I never watched Sopranos, so I don't think I got it. Okay. Jamie Lynn Siegler and Robert Eiler, who played AJ – what a dork. Anyways, um, that <laughs> whole thing was weird. But the the really uh, front and center thing, Chevy had a, um, a couple of cars on display there. Uh, three 60s-era Chevy Impalas or Impala. They, they didn't have them on display. They were driven out onto the field yeah. and into the halftime show where they had like a, a dub house club thing going on. Like a house on party. A house party. Yeah. And so these three low riders and what, what – donks? A couple donks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come out there and they're – they're white, just flat white, and tricked they're, out. They're, and they're they're beautiful looking cars from a distance. I think they're kind of like what do you call those twenty footers or distance. Yeah. yeah, they're 20, 20 footers, and everybody proceeds to jump on them, Daryl. Yeah, and I yeah. was in shock. There were a lot of people that were like just performers, dancers, kind of part of the entourage while people were singing and doing their performances. But like Eric, and I think like a lot of other car folks, we're sitting at home watching people like dancing on the hood. In the roof. On the roof, playing around on the interior. And you're just like, oh, God, why? Oh, oh, no. So sure, it was nice to see Snoop and Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige. She was awesome, by the way. Um, but dang, I mean, 
So the car's owners, members of the Public Enemy Car Club of Los Angeles, reassured concerned Super Bowl viewers that the hoods were switched out for the show with reinforced ones, reinforced hoods. I think I saw them flexing. I, I don't know about you. I, I, I was watching because that was the one thing I was actually watching. And it says here they were 60, 60s era Chevy Impala lowriders. Yeah, the one I was focused on a lot was the, the white 63 in the, in the middle there. But yeah, you know what? I'll tell you, maybe they just went to a junkyard or had a spare one and they just shot it up. And But still, that would eh. – it was painful to watch. I mean, yeah. everything else was going on, and that just that just shows the, the car culture. And I, and I think anybody who's actually who watches Super Bowl, who's a car fan, can actually remember this moment, right? I don't think I don't think we're dragging up something that's too ancient history here, because no, I remember it. I and actually, I still get a little tightness in my chest thinking about that nonsense, right? Yeah, it was it was tough to watch, but I think everybody's had those moments though, where somebody does something on a car, and it doesn't even have to be yours. But like if you're – you ever been in a car where somebody in the front seat – and I want to say that. I'm going to get in trouble here. But like a lot of times it's folks of the female persuasion who like put their feet on the dash on a road trip. <laughs> you ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. That drives me up a wall. And it doesn't even have to be my car. I'm like, no, you don't you – know, don't put your feet up there. I, I never I put say my that. feet up on the uh, – the pass. I'll put it up by the glove box. Do you? Yeah, but I, I don't want to be the guy in the accident where you see their legs bent up behind their back. <laughs> so I always make sure my, my feet or my knee are just like below where the airbag would be. So in an accident, I, I don't end up ripping my whole bottom musculature. <laughs> I mean, there's that. That's a consideration. I mean, this is just one of those things. I'll put or, my feet on the glass. What about slamming of doors? If you're in a car with somebody and it's your passenger, or like even somebody you're picking picking up or whatever, it slams the door. Does yeah. that go immediately to your medulla oblongata? Do people do that anymore? Yes. Think? I never hear that. I swear that I, I know about three. I could name offhand, and I don't want to because yeah. I love them. Um, they slam the door. Oh, name names, Daryl. Name names. Uh, I can't. I can't name them. Okay. But it's just like really, like come on, don't do that. Hmm. Or leave the trash in the car. I don't know. To yeah. me, it was like you can't disrespect. That's dancing on a car's hood is one thing, but there's there's a bunch of other sins. I remember when I was a kid, I thought it'd be the coolest thing in the world. My girlfriend and I could sit out under the stars and sit on the hood of my Velari. Mm. And so we'd sit on the hood and we'd look up, we'd lay on the glass, lay on the windshield. Like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. John but Cusack all I movie. can remember <laughs> is the the horrible noise the hood of my Velari made. It went boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right. I'm like, I can't sit on this thing. I'm bending my hood. <laughs> How, what kind of car do you have to buy that be able to sit on the hood without damaging it? I don't. I never uh, never figured that out. And I I know one thing for sure, it ain't a Toyota. It's not a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you weigh thirty eight pounds. No. Now nah, even the old cars, those those big panels, especially like an Impala or something, that hood is like four foot by six feet. Yeah. And it's sure it's steel. It's a big piece. There's not a lot of reinforcement there, yeah. so it depends. I think your Cadillac, you might be able to sit on the hood of it, and it wouldn't flex. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I could. Me and Angela are going to go out. Well, maybe not our current condition, but you know, yeah, who knows? back 25 years ago. Anyway. Hey, Daryl, you own any Rivian stock? Uh, I do not. Okay. Well, it's been fun to watch lately. But did you know that the Georgia state government is uh, stepping in to try and move the Georgia plant forward? I did not. All right. Apparently, it's a problem, though. Uh, the Atlanta Times... Constitution Journal, I don't know. Andy Peters wrote an article. He said that the state of Georgia has stepped up to take control of the Rivian site uh, near Covington amid local opposition of the planned $5 billion electric plant. Local elected officials have been scheduled to vote next month on whether to rezone the 2,000 acres of rural property east of Atlanta for industrial use. They face pressure from hundreds of or thousands of area residents unhappy with a massive proposed factory. 
But now local officials won't vote after the state assumed control and they withdrew rezoning applications. The state can more easily bypass these zoning laws. Hmm. This uh, – I, I thought this was a shoe in but apparently this whole thing is going to drag on. And I don't know that this is really good for Rivian because um, they, they were hoping to have this whole other factory. I don't think the Bloomington factory was going to be big enough for their plans. Is that right? Yeah, and I think they had some ancillary things they wanted to work on. It's funny. This this article says that it was – this project was the largest economic development project in state history. Yeah. Which is crazy because there's other auto manufacturers in Georgia. In, in Georgia? I mean that yeah. place is like ballooning all over the place, right? So you would, you would think that this couldn't be the biggest thing ever. I think the plan was to build 400,000 Rivians every year or something like that. Interesting because they're still building and, and adding on and, and doing work here at the plant here in, in Normal. Yeah. So it, to me, it was like, well, you still have all this campus. You have all this room. Yeah. But again, we've seen it time and time again in places like Georgia or South Carolina. You know, There's a there's a workforce down there already. And if that, that state government is a little more agreeable to <laughs> business, <Yeah. laughs> a little more business-friendly climate, then why wouldn't they go there? Yeah. Um, trouble is they're hitting a roadblock. This is an interesting story. Uh, I, I wonder where this is going to go. Yeah, keep an eye on it. And I think there's something about uh, George Soros being involved that's got all the, the right-wingers upset too. So unfortunately, that's what's happening there. Uh, General Motors said on Tuesday they sold their stake in the electric vehicle startup Lordstown Motors. We talk a lot about Lordstown because, well, Daryl's a little bit fond of the Lordstown heritage. Lordy, Lordy, Lordstown. GM spokesman Jim Kane said the Detroit automaker had sold 7.5 million shares. What were they, 10 bucks a share? So I don't remember what it was. But, yeah. uh, in a series of sales into the market of the fourth quarter, but the proceeds were not material to GM's financial results. GM dis- declined to disclose the total proceeds, so we don't really know what they paid. That was from Reuters. So um, Got this Lordstown stock. What do you give me? A uh, ham sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Well, Foxconn, we know they got in bed with them six months ago. Now GM's out, so we still have to wonder, is Apple going to build a car at Lordstown? And speaking of weird weird symmetry, uh-huh. is Honda working with Sony on an electric car? Have you heard that story? No, no. Yes. That's there's a part. Of... There's a partnership now with Sony and Honda. Interesting. Yes, interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. I would love to see where that unfolds. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then we had a little article. I'm not, let's just skip ahead because we're going so long here, folks. You don't need to hear all about the uh, Ford possibly spinning off their electric. Electric uh, side, I don't know the blue oval, the electric boogaloo, yeah, the electric, yeah, yeah. breaking two. <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. What time is it, Eric? It's time for. If you have a hearing impairment, please turn down your headphones now, please. Time for your moment of musk. Oh, he's gonna fight you. So, when we originally posted this article for episode fifty-nine, we had a little post here. Elon Musk was kind of mocked at the Super Bowl by an ad. For Polestar, and it just said here, Volvo just aired an EV ad, which they paid $7 million for, for, and they played it during the Super Bowl, and it's a bold strategy to take digs at Elon Musk, VW, and the rest of the legacy auto, LOL. And Elon Musk, all he could say was, with an emoji. Laugh, cry emoji. But nobody cares about Super Bowl news, Daryl. No matter what you want to talk about Chevy and Palas, all we care about right now is that Elon Musk is going to challenge a duel to Vladimir Putin. It takes a bizarre turn when a Chechen leader invites Enola for training. Are you ready for this, Daryl? Mm, let's hear it. Tech billionaire Elon Musk doubled down on his challenge to duel Vladimir Putin in Russia in single comment for the fate of Ukraine. I'm sure the UN is thrilled with this idea, by the oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday, while ribbing Chechen leader 
while ribbing Chechen leader Ramzan Kadrov, a Kremlin ally and a fearsome militant who called the world's richest man effeminate. You need to pump up those muscles in order to change from the gentle Ilona into the brutal Elon you will need to be, Kadrov wrote in his Russian social media platform. <laughs> Telegram is that I don't know is that like Twitter like Russian for, Twitter for Chechens or something? Twitter. We <laughs> should be on that platform. To, I'm sure we should. In response, Elon Musk challenged Kadrov invited the SpaceX and Tesla founder to the Chechen Republic for training on firearms, martial arts, and how to monitor and update your social network accounts, according to a translation from his Telegram post. To which, uh, first off. I don't even know what happened. It used to be Elon Musk, but now it's Elona Musk on Twitter. And the quote was, Thank you very much for the offer, but such excellent training would give me much of an advantage. If he's afraid to fight, I will agree to use my left hand, because I am not even left-handed. Elona. And that is your moment of Musk. But I'm not even left-handed. I'm not. So, I mean, at this point, I I can't drink from this cup because surely you could have poisoned that cup. I mean, is, is this where we're going with this guy? What if a Russian – I'm sorry, a Chechen uh, militant offered to train you on firearms and weapons and mercenary tactics? Would I, you would, take that? I think – the end end game in that conversation is I will die at the end of the day. <laughs> so I've trained you. It's going to be like the most dangerous game. Do you remember yeah. that with like Rutger yeah. Hauer? Oh, yeah. It's like, I was going to say it's like a bad Rutger Hauer or uh, I don't – who else would be in that movie? Well, Stallone. Uh, uh, Van Damme. Uh, with the, the Van Damme's partner from uh, Universal Soldier, Dolph Ludgren. Dolph, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's a good Dolph or Rutger Hauer vehicle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ilona. Elon Musk. All I'm gonna say is this, and I and I said this earlier in the pre-show, and you kind of blew me off. But I'm I'm saying <laughs> you blew me off, Daryl. You never respect my opinions. But Rivian, Sorry. Lucid, Lordstown, Nikola, Canoe. I don't care what EV maker you are. I don't care who you are. And you can in this Polestar can act like they're so funny. They don't have Elon Musk. It, it, this dude makes news. For SpaceX and for and for Tesla, and he affects the market on Bitcoin and Tesla and his stock. Sure, just by opening his mouth, and he now he's involved with world politics. There is a war raging, and people literally are taking news about him wanting to arm wrestle Putin. I, I yeah, I'm telling you, he has more market control than any of the, these these six other brands could he ever ever dream of. Unfortunately, there's some truth to that. He's also just a very good marketer. He's a good, shameless self-promoter. Well, I think this is what keeps him in the game. I think if we get into a situation ever where there is going to be new new vehicles, direct to consumer, mm-hmm. you know, I think that somebody who has as a front man, a pitch man. I mean, even if you have Joe Isuzu, even if Rivian had Joe Isuzu, it'd be like somebody. I love their commercials, right? You know, right. we don't even have that with any of these brands right now. I, you know, I'll give you that. I think that's just a, a lack of vision and a lack of uh, uh, willingness to just I go don't need, for it. I don't need people with beards and hats sitting around campfires around their Bluetooth speaker <laughs> they pulled out of the back seat. I don't need – Their I, camp kitchen. No, I don't need somebody playing Sedona you know, in the background. Yeah. You know, just, hey, let's, hey, we got a guitar? How about a ukulele? A, it's be a ukulele because yeah, yeah. those are No, cooler. I need a pitch man. You need a pitch man. And I don't care. And so Elon is that, that old-fashioned pitch, pitch man. You know, give me the fish blender. Give me the obnoxious guy. But There's something to that. Yeah, flow, she works. Jan, she works. Right. You know, and I'm sorry, discount double check works. People plug into this stuff, and none of these other brands have that. It's true, but after a while, doesn't the shininess rub off? It, people look are at, look stupid. At Tesla people are reviews. stupid. They are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. People are stupid, Daryl. They are. 
but it's th- by the way, speaking of stupid, you can buy Fruity Pebbles chips now. That's Ooh, an actual really? product. That's Who makes disgusting. Lays? No, like whoever makes Post, oh. whoever makes the Pebbles. Where can I get those at? Uh, nasty. So, anyways, <laughs> to, to prove your point, yes, people are stupid. But also, after a while, doesn't somebody try that and say this sucks? And they don't buy it anymore. I think that's what we're starting to see with well, Tesla. Well, I could see where – okay. Look at some of the reviews of people who have actually owned them. I've, I've seen more Teslas for sale, of course, now because of the gas stuff. Um, I just was reading one last night. Really? And, yeah. There was one here. There's one for sale in Dunlap. There's a Model S for sale in Dunlap for like 40 k hmm. And I'm like, you used to never see that. And it's on Facebook Marketplace. Somebody's selling a I'll Tesla. I'll have to look. I'll have to be watching the, uh, the Tesla market. But I think you're right. I think right now is a great time to sell. I mean, if you, ha- if you were in the catbird seat owning an EV right now, well, gas is $4 a gallon. Mm-hmm. And it's probably your third car, right? Probably. I don't know. It's just I, – I feel with enough, enough time, some of this stuff, the Elon wackiness is going to be like mm, – Dude, there, Steve Jobs' that. wackiness never, never wore off. But people wore – it. Apple's became so ubiquitous because of the features and because of the ease of use and because of the – it wasn't because of Steve Jobs. The people who like Steve Jobs are all – like the, there's – that's a niche. Yeah. And that niche, I think, it's it's the hook originally that gets people in. Like, oh, this is interesting. Um, it's After a while, it's like, yeah, I just like Macs. Turns out I like Macs. It's just like, I don't know. I've never eaten – uh, Fruity Pebbles chips because <laughs> I was hoping you're going back to <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know because it's something like I I just know I would like it's a curiosity yeah. I saw it on social media and I'm like I kind of want to try one I get I, I understand what you're saying there and yeah. I, and you're right the Tesla is not ubiquitous like a cell phone like Apple is with computers yeah. but but even so I don't think that Apple's I mean what what is a an iPad or I, with MacBook. I mean, what's the percentage of MacBooks versus, you know, Windows-based computers? It's probably like 70, 30, 60, 40, yeah, maybe. something like that. Know. So, I mean, I mean, so Elon's not trying to, to change the world, but he's the number one electric car maker, right? Yeah, but now he's an expert on world affairs. He's also a comedy host. He's all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, he's a rapper for a while. He's an artist. Oh, that's right. He was. I forgot he about that. His, he had his little he's, single. Yeah. Just come on, dude. Just make cars. He's a, he's a new world man. Just make the... I don't know. Make the pebbles. <laughs> well, you know what? He's fun. He's entertaining, and he gives us new segments. And I'm going to pass right by the grinding of the gears, Daryl. Let's skip ahead. Yeah, you know, we bought cars this last week, but even though I bought a car, Daryl, I don't <laughs> we know. We just see it so cash. Yeah, we, yeah, we bought two cars yeah, last we bought, week. But anyways. Even we bought cars, what do we do? It's still out there looking. Yeah, you know, of course. You know, I was on Marketplace the other day, and I found, I guarantee you this week, <laughs> I found the sweetest rig, but I'll tell you, it wasn't the sweetest rig because I never lifted the computer and showed it to my wife because I knew this car would be perfect in my mind, yeah. but would never work in our household. Now, that's not fair because I love my wife and she loves me. Sure. And, and when we made our vows, we said for richer, for poor, you know, for better, for worse. And this might be one of those worst scenarios, but she still should respect my views, right? All right so I'm looking at the thumbnail. This is for worse. <laughs> But go ahead. Go <laughs> this ahead is Cars story. of the Week, folks. We have perused the internet. We have found what I would perceive as the best vehicle ever. Daryl may disagree. And uh, we we pretend to own them. We go through the whole life cycle with a car. And eventually, we trade them off in our mind. And we had the whole ownership experience. And it didn't cost us one red cent. Yeah, so, it didn't cost me a dime. What did you bring to the table this week, Mr. Scott? <sighs> I can't get my eyes off of your choice. Um, <laughs> I'm going to scroll up here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, before my computer battery dies, as it is wanted to do, I went to the, uh, the, the back to the well of Facebook Marketplace where everything amazing Yes. I, I didn't even know they made cars this old on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, it's kind of rare. Uh, so this is a 19 – a beautiful maroon 1936 Pontiac Business Coupe. What is a business coupe? Well, back in the day, boys and girls, when – Traveling salesmen roamed the country selling everything from fuller brushes to fountain pens door to door um, and possibly – never mind. Um, <laughs> My there? mom used – when I'd come home from school, yeah. the fuller brush guy would be sitting there talking to her at the table. <laughs> it was creepy. A little bit. Yeah. He's like – she's like – Hey, this is such and such. And he goes, How are you doing, young man? Shake my hand. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. What are you doing with my mom? <laughs> what are you doing in, in our house? <laughs> Does dad know you're here? Yeah. She already bought a Kirby vacuum. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, business coupes were cars that had big trunks, not a big pack, not a big um, passenger area, and a lot of them were coupes that didn't have a back seat. They had like a little shelf or a couple package shelves. So you could put your suitcases, you know, you traveling salesman wears, right? So that's why they call them business coupes. Anyways. This thing is on Facebook Marketplace, just north of here, for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, seems steep, but he says entertaining offers over fifteen k. <laughs> I'm asking twenty, but if you're over fifteen, you're in the ballpark. We'll talk. So fifteen oh one, fifteen oh two, deal. So, anyways, vehicle according to the listing, always garaged, no rust or body repairs, hundred percent original at this time. Needs some TLC to be perfect, and I love when people say that about old cars because that usually means things like yeah, the clutch is out. Yeah. Or it don't have no brakes. Just needs the right person to take care of it. When you start it up, it's got no oil pressure. The bearings make noise, but it cools it. It it, it gets better. <laughs> Anyways, it also says this would make a great street rod, and this is the travesty oh. because this is a nice car. When's the last time you've seen a thirty-six Pontiac? Yeah, and then somebody's got to butcher it and it chop yeah. it down. Yeah, paint it hot pink or something. Lower so, the glass. Nice looking car. Nice original maroon. Um, it would polish up real nice. Not sure it's 15K nice. It's more like maybe like 8 to 10K nice. But again, it's something to be fun to have as another um, item in the collection and a nice 30s car, which we don't have. So it would be nice to have something a little older and I would love to give that car a new home. Unfortunately, I would be uh, shot on sight. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean, <laughs> be murdered. Is this even a car you'd bring home to like drive? I mean, this thing would be a- – Another project? Probably. That is what you need. Probably. I mean, I can only think. Hole in the head. Yeah. I mean, the basement's not done. Just got another car. Yeah. yeah. Honey, yeah. I found a great deal. That's right. And it's <laughs> not even really cheap either. Now, hear me out. <laughs> Gun cocks. The dog's growling in the background. Yeah, it would be bad news. Yeah. So that's my pick. It's a little more pedestrian than what in oh, the man. world you pick this week because <laughs> that is a straight up diversion from anything I've ever seen you pick. What is your choice? I, I have the, the the sweetest 1989 Dodge Ram 50 short bed. And this is not a Dodge Ram, folks. No, no, no <laughs> it they, is not. When they call it a Dodge Ram, it's kind of like the little Dakota truck. And I don't even know who made these. Mitsubishi makes these trucks? It's yeah. the same as a Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Yeah, it's, it's a Mitsubishi square body truck. <laughs> and they've chopped the roof on it. They've bobbed this bad boy. So it looks like the little Dakota Beach Edition. It's got a nice zigzag stripe that reminds me of a Beretta from the 80s. Yes. But she's got uh, 80,000 miles on. It's got a manual transmission. She's in white. She has this orange lightning bolt across the side with some blue checkers and some just banging 90s alloy wheels anyway it's totally radical yes it is this this i mean honestly if i had a bmx bike like sitting in the back and like and i could just like do a couple bunny hops and like get in there yes yeah get like a haro or a gt performer this this vehicle is only six thousand dollars daryl 
$6,000. You know how much fun you could have on this? Dude, I could go to Cars and Coffee with this bad boy. Honestly, that thing would show so well at a, at a Cars and Coffee. Oh, yes. Would you, would, you have to, lights? would you play out of your hidden Bluetooth speaker? Uh, what kind of music would you play while you had that on display? I don't know. Like some vanilla ice? Well, I mean, I might go li- well, you know, a little the, earlier. I, don't, I mean, that that really has like a Gloria Estefan look on the side of it, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> some Miami sound machine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let me hear that tonga. Actually, that would be awesome. Do you remember when mini trucks? You lived in South Florida for a yeah. few years. Yeah. Mini trucks had to have been a thing. They, you know, they really weren't. No, that I that I recall, but I was, you know, I was too busy worried about girlfriends and all that stuff back <laughs> like then. Having so. a job, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember this would have been late eighties, early nineties, because I was in I was in junior high, and I remember we'd go to the library. Remember that was a big deal. You'd have to go to the library or like the computer lab. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Now it's like such a joke. You had a whole room just <laughs> had computers that kids couldn't touch more than like an hour a week. Oh yeah, yeah, Stupid. yeah. Your hours up. Yeah. But anyways, the library, I would always go through like Car and Driver, Road and Track, Motor Trend. Um, it, it, was a, it wasn't Hot Rod, but it was one called – I swear, I think it was called Mini Truckin' or just Truckin' Magazine. Was, I think I remember that. It was one of those like Peterson publications that yeah. probably did Off-Road and all that. But I swear for a while there was one called like Mini Truckin' and it was all stuff that looked like this, like the Nissan hard bodies yeah. or like the old school Toyotas where guys would just like totally mess them up or they'd make the bed articulate. Yeah. You know, put graphics like that. This thing is a blast from the past. It's such yeah. a time period. Yes, I, I tell you what, uh, we'll post a picture of it on the blog. Uh, but and you're right, is, <laughs> it's still is for it, sale. Is it? I don't know. You know, it was on. It was for sale for at least a month, and I came back around to it, and it was still there. And so I, I'm like, it's got to be my car of the week. I I could mentally picture myself in this thing, top down. Yes. Well, I don't even know if it has a top. <laughs> frankly, top missing. <laughs> top missing. Oh no, it's raining. <laughs> Let's get to the overpass. I forgot that they even rebadge those because it's a Mitsubishi running gear and everything. Yeah. I forgot they even rebadged them. It's like not. I think the regular Dodge truck was a D150, and this is what a D50. Yeah. It's like a little well, mini. Ra- Dodge. It's a Ram 50. Yeah, it's a Ram, you know, so it's got that Ram brand, so that's popular. Right. But uh, yeah, it said it has a custom convertible kit, so maybe there is some kind of a top you can slap on it. Uh, the guy says he's got some new wheels and uh, got an alignment done, and uh, he's got to let it go because they don't have the mullet. <laughs> is that what he says? <laughs> it says right here. In the listing? Uh, I have to have too many toys, so this one has to go because I don't have a mullet, and I don't <laughs> own a pair of pit vipers. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm mostly interested in cash. will entertain trades of higher value. I mean, what I should have done is I should have slapped the interior in the TC and said, hey, buddy, I got a car yeah, for you. Let's trade. That's the one that the listing is great. The vehicle's great. You just want to go in there with, like, full asking price and be like, whatever it is, it's not enough. Here's your six grand. Dude, this is a sweet ride. So I, I, it is. I, I mentally picture myself owning a Ram 50 from 1989. All right, so you can virtually own it in your head, but I wonder if there's a listener out there who has the stones to take six grand and buy that and then rock it for a season. Oh, yeah. I think you'd get your money out of it. I think it would, too. The two-wheel drive probably throws some people off, and it is a five-speed. I have noticed now as I'm looking at cars online, Mm. manual transmissions are not nearly as desirable. No. There's a whole the whole section of the society that doesn't want a manual trans. Which is really, really sad. It's great. It's great for us people who don't mind. Yeah. You're just picking up. I mean, you literally, I think, can save 1200 to $2,000 in a given car if it's a stick. Yep. Yep. I think that's, uh, you know, if you're looking for a bargain. Uh, Learn to drive a stick. Learn and you'll get better fuel economy. That's right. Anyways, excellent pick. That might be a, a Hall of Fame top 10 pick for you. I- I think that's probably one of your best choices. Thank you. I really went outside the box, didn't yeah, I? I give you credit. I went outside the hard body. Let's go buy it. 
Let's go buy it. <laughs> what was that noise Sarah might make? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Angela will be right beside. You know what? Angela and Sarah would probably be very happy living together. They, they would. They would. <laughs> well, we live in a doghouse. They just chase us or down a the shallow hill. grave. Yeah. yeah, that's probably right. All right. With that, you've come to the end of another Throwing Wrenches episode. We appreciate you listening in. Uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed yourself. And if you have any comments or you feel like that uh, I would not look good in this Ram 50, well, I'd love to hear all about it. Send an email to info at throwingwrenches.com. Make sure you check out our socials at Wrenches. And uh, anything else we're missing? No, no. I think think that's it. We'll be back next time with some Steve Brown, yeah, some, some more escapades. Downtown Steve Brown. And then after that, who knows, man? The season's ramping up. Ramping up, not wrapping Cars up. Cars and coffee. First yeah. week April. I won't be there. I'll be on vacation. So. Terrible. You're a terrible human have, being. Have fun without me. I will. All right. See ya.